pero Rivadeneira y José Vasconcelos creían en la diseminación. Here is like a huge hospital, you know, like you live with this. For me, Bong is, I mean, Bong is like a mommy, no, like, can some come to me? And I said, I want to remember those things, so I started to put it in the walls. I brought it from Colombia. <laughs> mm, lately, I have had a huge necessity to fix broken things since I cannot fix my life. I don't know, I fall in love with the two palms. We are knocking at the doors of our neighbors and ask them to let us in. The rooms that used to be the same are so different when people live there. We talk with the inhabitants about their past, present and future, but first of all, about things in their room. Things bring up stories we would never hear otherwise. Fourteen square meters. your neighbors and we are recording a podcast about people living here yeah please uh, hello everybody my name is alvaro i am from peru i have 35 years old i am studying social security in bonn well this room is 14 square meters white walls square window with blue curtains a table two chairs a bed in the corner i can see huge palm tree and there is a guitar and there are many many writings on the walls tell me about your country first where were you born in the capital of peru in lima in february in front of the sea yeah we went to the hospital too that it was just very close to the sea so you can hear the waves of from the maternity i spent my first 31 years in Peru. Um, meanwhile, I was traveling to Argentina. I decided that it's going to be a nice experience to live abroad. And that's why I started to look for master options. And at the end, I had to choose between Bonn and Barcelona. I mean, I like easy things, but most of the times that life gave me harder things. <laughs> <laughs> I just chose uh, Germany. I mean, I am happy with the decision. It's been already almost four years. And before that, I only lived four months abroad in New York, like part of this uh, work and travel program mm -hmm. that is for students. And what is the place like where you were born? What kind of house did you live in? Yeah, so I live in a very common a uh, multi-generational house, that's a typical house where you live with of your grandparents and you live with your mom or dad and a lot of people is coming because normally grandpas has a lot of visits from everywhere, especially my grandpas because I, we're living in the capital that is in the coast but they come from the mountains, from the Andes um, yeah, so they were receiving visitors I mean to stay in the home for short periods like one week, one month so my house was very noisy because there was a lot of people and I guess that helped me a little bit to be to have some basic social skills. <laughs> my city is very crowded, we are 30 million people and there is not much space for nothing. I mean we, we rarely have green areas but we have the sea. That is really nice. 
actually before coming to Germany, I was asking myself, how can people who live in countries where there is no sea can be happy? And I needed to come to Germany to understand that it can be very beautiful to have a river or to have a lake where you can swim. Mm -hmm. And I still prefer the sea, but yeah, you can have, yeah, you can be happy anywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. So even without sea, you're happy here? Yeah, I'm very happy, mm -hmm. I, must, I must confess. I'm mm -hmm. more so far happier than I expected. When I decided to come to Bonn, I even didn't have time to, to read about Bonn. Because in Peru, when you learn about Germany, you know a little bit about Berlin, maybe uh, Bayern, mm -hmm. and that's all. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have time to Google what is Bonn about. I thought, oh, maybe it's a small village, but I don't care because I only want to go for a study. So studies will be my first goal. And then let's see. But yeah, I mean, I, I like it very much and mm -hmm. somehow it has changed my life. How did you choose Bonn? So I was deciding between Bonn and Barcelona. And, but I mean, the really, the, the really thing that made me choose Bonn was that I talked with some friends in, in Barcelona and they told me that it's a nice city, everything. Um, it's very cosmopolitan, like many people says. But they told me that if somehow you run out of money, it will be some, somehow hard to find a job. And then I talked to people here in Germany and they told me as a student you can have many options I mean, if you need to find a second job, I mean a part-time job. Mm -hmm. And I guess I said, yeah, let's, let's, let's choose Bonn. Can you tell me about your first days in Bonn? Where did you live? Did you live here? First I arrived to Berlin, two days, and a friend of mine made me introduction about Germany. Mm -hmm. Because I guess for many Latinos, uh, Europe is very like unknown place. Like you don't mean you don't listen nothing about Europe, especially Germany. Like no information. No information. Mm -hmm. So you don't know what to expect. Then I came to Bonn by train, and so I had no accommodation, and I booked a hostel here in Bonn, where I live for one month. Yes, because it was, I came in a peak season to find places to live, and uh, I was I had no 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 luck to 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 find a place. And after one month, a nice Uruguay German couple they offered me to stay with them. Meanwhile, Where did you find them? Uh, so I met this girl. So the girl is from Uruguay and the guy is from Germany. Uh, in a small trip with my university mm -hmm. and she asked me hi how's everything doing blah, blah, blah. I told her yeah everything is good but I'm having some problems finding accommodation I'm still living in a hostel and then we met in the campus after one week and she told me hey have you found a place no not yet I have to with my husband and we have a house with enough space and if you want to live with us it's fine and at the end yeah then I ended up living with them for one month which was a really nice experience because they treat me like a son. So yeah, very, very cozy, very nice hospitality. Where uh, was it? It was in Alfta, so uh -huh. no, the not hills. far from here. Yeah, but it was mm -hmm. nice because it was up in the hills. Mm -hmm. But by that time, I already knew this place, I mean, Tannenbus, and I remember that I said, this place doesn't look beautiful at all. <laughs> I will never come to Tannenbus to live. <laughs> 
And then, so after that, I found a place in Auerberg, but only for three months because it was also a student dorm, mm-hmm. but the dorm need to be demolished. And I was living with a friend. We were like sharing uh, her room. And then at the end, reality came to me and said, okay, you just can't, you don't have any other choice, but you need to live in Tandemus. So I applied for Tandemus. Okay. Because it was the cheapest option. Mm-hmm. How many months uh, after you arrived in Germany, you moved in this room? In this room? Was, I it, say, was it this room? Uh, yes, yes, this is my first room mm-hmm. here in Tandemus. After so three, five, maybe after eight months, almost one year. Wow. Yeah. What did you think about this room when you just entered? Uh, it's so small. <laughs> yeah, it was so small. Uh, and I said I want to make it bigger, so I just disassembled the basic uh, furniture that they mm-hmm. gave us. No? So we don't have. I don't have this small dish and uh, what else? Uh, the sofa. I also don't have the sofa. I just this. I put it just under here, my bed. Mm-hmm. And also, you see my curtains, I only have one. Mm-hmm. Because I said, I don't need, I mean, when it's two, it's, I, I, I don't have too much light. Mm-hmm. And I found it very practical room. I mean, at the beginning, I was hating the idea to have this thing to wash the hands. Uh-huh. Because I said, oh, it's only resting space. You mean the sink? Yeah, the just, sink, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Why well, do we have a sink? I mean, in, it's taken space. Yeah, in Peru we don't have that in our, so we only have one bathroom and you have to go there. Mm-hmm. But now I, I, I like it very much. I would like to have everything mm-hmm. while we start in my room. How many things did you actually bring here from Peru? My clothes, only my clothes. So was it like one suitcase? Yeah, yeah, I, I came with a suitcase in my backpack. Do you still have your, your bags that you brought here? Uh, no, I have nothing. My suitcase at the end. Oh, and so before coming to exactly to to Germany, I made a stop in New York for some days. Mm-hmm. And the last day I was in New York, I was so 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 late. I was close to miss my flight to come to Europe, and I was just pulling down uh, my suitcase from the stairs or uh, from the hotel that it arrived almost destroyed to the airport. I was, <laughs> and yeah, it's. Yeah, it became very damaged, and when I came here, it was oh, so damaged, I just threw it away. And actually, from Peru, I don't have nothing. I mean, I have some old photos from my family. That's the only thing that I have from Peru. Then all my clothes are gone, all my suitcase is gone. Can we take a look at what you have? Yes. The, the, the photos? Yes, <laughs> yes. I'll open that. Mm. So with my cousins, we have more, but we were the most, the most closest. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Um, guess. <laughs> and this guy in jeans, in the blue, this one? Yeah, I'm this one. <laughs> so his grandfather, mm-hmm. uncles and cousins. How yeah. old are you in this picture with your, uh, with your parents, year, right? Yeah. No, grandparents. With your grandparents. Less mm-hmm. than one year ago. So with all of my cousins, we have a very close relationship, and he's higher. He's, he's two he's two years younger than me. He's Carlos, and he's she's Silvia. Mm-hmm. And I, I was very close with him because we live like I don't know, 
500 meters from I mean very close to to my to my house mm -hmm. I mean that's why even I am a single kid no single yeah single. Oh, you're you're a single kid anyway. yeah yeah mm -hmm. I never had the feeling that I was alone because I always was surrounded with my cousin and he's my cousin he's in Berlin mm -hmm. and she's Claudia she's now in United Kingdom is it your house is a picture taken in yeah that is in the living room of my house did you all live together with no, your no. grandparents? No, no, no. Maybe that what I'm remembering. Maybe that is Christmas. Mm -hmm. When everybody comes together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember those big sneakers. Do you see how big they are? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they, I remember I got it from, yeah, I guess for Christmas. Was there a reason why you got exactly these sneakers? Was it yes, like because I liked them so much and I, I didn't find a proper size for me. I said, <laughs> but anyway, I will grow up. <laughs> but they were so big that everybody was, was making fun of me. Ah, I have this thing from Peru and it's somehow close to you. Ah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is about uh, what, artists from Bolshoi Theater? Yes. But it's a nice edition because then I found that the guy who made these photos somehow was very famous uh -huh. and I like the photos so much. So you brought clothes, pictures uh, from your family and this book, why? Yes, I brought this one because I was fascinated by the, by the pictures. Uh -huh. Look. And I said maybe the first days I'm gonna be boring because it's a new... Uh -huh. uh, place for me and that book at that time uh, gave me a lot of uh, happiness I don't know and then I bought these two books and now I like very much this book Ruben Darío so Ruben Darío is people says that was, was the main character of the Hispanic modernism in literature mm -hmm. he's so a poet had, yeah he's a poet but he was also a journalist mm -hmm. so he was a journalist and then a poet and yeah, it's about um, his work. It's very interesting also this guy because he's related to one of the characters that I like in the British history. And Thomas Cromwell. These guys, they were born in poverty and nobody expected that they can succeed. And Cromwell became the most powerful politician under Henry VIII. And this guy became the, the most innovative, I don't know, poet in Hispanic. Literatura. So the title is Elogio de la Diseminación. La anécdota es conocida, pero aquí va el de Granada. ¿Qué harán con Góngora? Tal vez leerán a Malón de Chaide creyendo que no es un escritor ascético español, sino una cortesana francesa del siglo XVIII. Pero Rivadeneira y José Vasconcelos creían en la diseminación. Los tomazos a dos columnas llegaron a manos del niño Darío en la biblioteca pública. Los devoró en sentido literal y los asimiló como nadie. Hizo suyo el pasado y quedó en condiciones de inventar el porvenir. So they are, so at that time, so this is very common in Latin America. So for example, there is a guy who has uh, edited a collection of the best uh, Hispanic novelists at that time. Mm -hmm. And they are asking, why you're bringing this edition to poor places, to faraway places? Who will read them? Doesn't make sense. Like, who will, who mm -hmm. will get profit from that? And then this guy took it and read these uh, Hispanic novels that were that were before him, and mm -hmm. then he was ready to create a new future of the 
Hispanic literature. What do you have written on your walls? Many things. <laughs> mm. When did you start doing it? You know, I start doing that, I remember clearly. Sometimes you read a paragraph or an idea or sentences that is so beautiful that you want to keep it with you. But then you put it, I don't know, maybe you save in the screenshot in your smartphone, but you never see them. Because they are always in your smartphone, or maybe in your wallet, or maybe in your notebook. And I said, I want to remember those things. So I started to put it in the walls. And do I'll, you remember the, where they are from? Yes, for me it's very easy when I see the letter in the wall written, it comes to me all the experience that I had at that moment. There are stories, there are like um, songs, poems. I like this one, for example. I like Hilary Mantel, she's a British novelist, mm -hmm. and she wrote a trilogy about Henry VIII. But also she has written about also many other uh, historical characters. And she's, uh, the people ask her, why you write about persons who are already dead? Why you write about the past? And she said, because I just can't bear that they are dead. Simple as that. I want to talk to them. I want to keep open the possibilities of their lives. Is it very different living in a dormitory like this after a family house? Totally different because here is like a huge hospital, you know, like you live with 800 people. So then you have a small house in Peru with, I don't know, five, six persons. Mm -hmm. Also the dynamic, I mean, we are only students here, so you don't have that for grandparents, so you don't have this multi-generational experience. The thing that I like the most here, I guess, the, the opportunity to to know and to know people from another backgrounds. I mean, students like you, but mm -hmm. they they come from places and cultures so far away from you. Um, this huge plant is the first thing you see when you oh, enter it's, your it's, room. It's very, it's a very nice history. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wh where is it from? So it was very funny. I saw an advertisement on this Facebook page that is called. Uh, Free your stuff things, free your stuff bond. That a guy was giving away two palms. There were like hundreds of comments like, oh, I want this and what is, oh, I was, it's a nice palm. But of course, they already took them because there were so many people asking for that. But then I was, hmm, what if, if I send him a message like, the, the guy was Sebastian, hello Sebastian, you know, like, Maybe it's already gone, but I'm really interested in the pan because I have a friend and he likes so much the pan and it's coming his birthday and it would be nice if 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 I have the chance to, to have this pan for him. It was fake, so I just wanted to, to make a history. And he said, Oh I wrote it's free. You can compass and, and like Yes, you can take it. You just I live in in Centrum and just come pick it up. Was it this big already or uh... Yeah this big but so so it has already reached the the roof, but I, you see, I have to love it so much, <laughs> like the pine. But you know, I I already miss the pine, so I don't know if I can, if the second pine is already there. Do you think I can still pass by and pick it up? And yeah, yeah, it's still here, so nobody has 
come yet and I was how the fuck is it? I guess because it was somehow bigger so it was not easy to manage so I just crossed the whole bone with my palm you know like and everybody was looking at me so I came to with the two palms and I was what the fuck I'm doing I'm, I'm going to do with the two palms so I was so like obsessive with the two palms that I wanted like you know like the, the character have you seen the Lord of the Rings uh -huh. like Gollum, no? he loves uh -huh. the ring, I was like, oh, it's my palms, don't touch, it's my palms, I thought, yeah. And at that time I was, I liked the girl, and when I visited her once, so I, um, yeah, we had a picnic, then we went to her place, and she showed me her room, and also she had uh, small flowers, and I said, ah, I will give her... <laughs> I know what I do with the, the second palm. So I arrived to her house with this palm. Uh, and yeah, she liked it very much. And because it was very funny. She was so shocked with the palm. Like when I brought it to her, she even couldn't breathe. She was like, <laughs> and then what is not funny is that she told me, hey, Alvaro, I was asking to my parents for this exact palm. That I wanted so much to spend, and they told me, "Hey, you're crazy. This pan, you you have a student room. You cannot have a huge pan like this." And then I brought her, I brought it to her. Yeah. Did you have to buy many things? What was the first thing you got or you bought? Oh yes, this chair because I didn't like the chair that they gave me. Mm -hmm. It's the yeah. Which one did they give you? This one I'm sitting on. Yes, mm. and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. So I, I bought this for 5 euros. Then the other thing is just free euro stuff. So the palm, this lamp, moon. So you basically didn't, almost didn't buy anything here, right? It mm, was. No, even my mattress, which is. I bought it from Cologne. <laughs> what do you mean you brought it? <laughs> oh, so it was uh, free euro stuff things. Uh -huh. And I had to go to Cologne and. I like brought it in the tram, like, in the tram with a huge mattress like this. And when, like, you were going to move out of this place, yeah. what are you going to take and what, what will you leave here? I don't know. I, every once in a month, I am fighting with myself to give away things that I don't use because in Peru we like to keep things that we never mm -hmm. use. I will prioritize things with history and the stuff that I don't Maybe I can leave the mattress, I can leave this. And the chair. The right? chair. I mean, what about the palm? And of course, I will. I, I will take the palm. <laughs> that is with your me. precious. One? Yes. What about this red thing next to the plant, on the on the shelf? Ah, this is from my job. I mean, I got it from my job now, and uh, it's broken. But um, lately, I have a huge necessity to fix broken things. Since I cannot fix my life, I so it's I will fix it someday. Will you take it too? Um, yeah, I guess yes, I like it. I want to keep something. I, I, well, I would like to keep something from my job. I like it very much, my job. Yeah, tell about your job. I work with people under drug and alcohol abuse. Once a lady that I didn't trust her so much, she told me, Hey Albert, I guess you, you can find a job in that place. But she never uh, told me the name of that place and even the address of that place. What did she say then? It's somehow close to Hobanov. But where? Did yes. she explain what you have to do? She tell me somehow you will be dealing with uh, homeless people and maybe giving them food. And I, I said, 
I, I thought that time that it's, sometimes you, you go to the streets and there are some people who's bringing food to the homeless people. I don't know if you have noticed that. And I thought it was like this. And once I just was roaming around Hobanov trying to find that place. And then I found it. And the first person was a Russian girl. And she thought that I was a drug person. And she asked me, <laughs> for me are you coming for your doses? And I said, no, I'm like, actually not. And she contacted me, contact me with the boss of the canteen. So I work in the canteen. Mm -hmm. So it's like a Starbucks, <laughs> but for these people in necessity. So it's like a social place. So they go there, they got meals, drinks. Mm -hmm. They have uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, before Corona, they had access to television, radio, and everything. Now we are not giving that service because when you have television, all the people is there. In yeah, they sit together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, what I do is serve meals and drinks, but also you have to take care and deal with these persons that they come, they came to a cafe like under drug abuse and alcohol abuse, or they are sometimes borderlines. And... There is one thing that you notice a second after the big plant is the ah. guitar. Ah, okay, the guitar. <laughs> Yeah, I bought it from a, from eBay from a girl that she, she was already learning the guitar and she she had a new guitar and she was selling that one. I have the feeling that since I came to Germany, I was working with people and that has gave me another sensitive. So I guess I became more sensitive to arts. Can you play something for us? <laughs> but um, I don't have, I mean, I'm still learning, so... Show what you're learning. basic stuff yet. What are your plans in Germany? Mm, um, I would like to find a uh, job here since I already like the country, since I already have a social network here. But I am open also to move. Like, so at the end I said, I mean, living in Germany has, I, I, I have recovered my faith in humanity after living here. I mean, I discovered you can be happy anywhere, so most important is to be with people. Of course, there are some assholes everywhere, but the end, humanity is nice. I mean, I like Bonn very much, because Bonn is a very nice place for all people, and I like so much old persons. So <laughs> like, <laughs> you feel like you're home, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, Bonn is, I mean, Bonn is like a mommy, no? Like, can some come to me? It's very cozy. <laughs> I have a friend, she was living in Cologne in a 12, no, less, 12, 12 or 10 square meters, also in a student dorm, but they have like a living room, and that yeah. was so nice. So I guess the problem is that we only have this in the kitchen and we have to stay here the whole time. I wanted to ask about coronavirus. Were yeah. you here the whole time in spring when we were a little bit locked down? Yes, and my job saved me to not go in crazy. Mm. 
because my job didn't stop and I received like a certification that my job is very important for people in social risico. Yeah, so what saved me was that I was going to job and to change of my environment. Otherwise I would go crazy. Thank you for staying with us in the small room where so many people had started their lives in Germany, just like Alvaro did. And we are already heading to the next door. See you there! Fourteen square meters.